0: Hey everyone, what's up? My name is Erin Ashley Simon, and welcome to Real Gems. So, for today, we have a special guest. She uh, she has a unique alias that's associated with food. She's a streamer who is an internet personality and, more importantly, my friend, and one who does a lovely job cooking for me at her place all the time. But this is going to be a little different. We're going to keep it even more real. We're going to take our friendship conversations and bring it to the forefront in today's episode. Please welcome Couple Noodle, a.k.a. Kaysen Patterson. Jason with a K. (laughs) Welcome, Cup. (laughs) It's so weird. I feel like now... I actually hear your government name probably more than I hear your alias name. Because every time we go out, you're like, it's Kason like Jason, with a K. Like, now I always hear your your actual name. So when someone says Cup, I'm like, huh? Oh, yeah. Well,
1: because when we first started hanging out, it was usually for, like, work stuff. Work stuff. So I'm still Cup, right? Yeah. then we, now that we just hang out, it's like, what's your name? And if I don't say like Jason with a K, I will be Casey forever. And I feel like that's probably a me thing. Like sis, enunciate. But I'm like, I'm saying Casey, but by default, I'm always Casey. So it's just like, yeah, like Jason with a K. And I feel like you've heard that at least like 50 times now. I, I, I
0: definitely did, but it's ingrained in my mind. So now I, I use it too, because I swear there's, because there's even some people they are like, what's Cup's name? And I'd be like... It's Kason, like Jason with a K. Like, I'm so used to saying it now, (laughs) because especially, like, when, you know, for those who don't know, whenever we do events, sometimes we have to give our government name. So, like, I'll say, like, hey, uh, oh, I think it was, uh, it was... Was it Xbox? It may have been it Xbox. It might have been Xbox because I was like Cup of Noodle. They're like, no, but what's your actual name? And I'm like, oh, okay. Here it is. I'll, it's so uh,
1: nice to have a name sometimes. Like you know? usually it's just like Cup or Cup Ah uh, or cup. cup Noodle, you know. And it's like when I do hear my government's like, oh, I am a person. I do exist, yeah. right? So
0: I'll take it. <laughs> well, we're gonna get into that, um, but I just want to let the viewers know today's episode is actually a little bit different than other episodes because I I had before sasha gray who's a friend um on an episode and we, we talked about her past a little bit but i feel like cup is like one of the creators i feel like i spend the most amount of time with and i feel like we talk a lot about just the behind the scenes and the business side and just our overall experience because we have we have same but yet different experiences because you're a streamer i'm not a streamer but yet there are intersectionalities with mm-hmm. it um, but before we dive into that, I just want to make that note because I, I want to take these a little bit differently because we're friends. So I want to take this conversation in a very unique, uh, it's like a special episode actually today. We never had a special episode, so this That's is kind so of cool. a special episode. Okay. Uh, and also I've been told that like, hey, talk more to people like friends. Don't just interview them. I'm like, well, I have a friend today, so that works <laughs> out. Uh, so for, we got to start off for those who don't know. Cup of noodles. I, why a cup of noodles why not a cup of anything else like c- cup when of water when I tell
1: you c- cup has been my gamer tag since gamer tags like existed for me because I'm a console kid um so I want to say 360 come on, X- yeah because ps2 and xbox I don't think we had game tags so it's the 360 and I always feel bad telling the story because it's not cool right like you for all the anticipation you think you're about to get be prepared to be let down um, my, I've only had two gamer tags in my life. I don't remember the first one. I just know I grew up with a brother that beat me in everything. I think it's a mental thing. When you're the youngest, you don't win. And he would make fun of my username, whatever it was back then. And he would just be like, whenever he beat me in games, it's like, it's cheap. You know, the wins are instant. And he was like, you're like a cup noodle. And it kind of just stuck. So when I made my new gamer tag, I was like, well, I'm gonna take away his power. And it was just cup of noodle. And I don't know why it's ah. I honestly don't know. I don't. I was a kid, and it just <laughs> never changed, and I just kept it.
0: You know, what, I, maybe you did because remember, like back then when we had like aim and all that stuff, we tried to make it super, super cool. Like yeah, yeah, maybe like there was already numbers. just regular
1: cups. So I was like, well, ah, right. I'm cool, edgy <laughs> like
0: that. Edgy.
1: Ah, you know. <laughs> and it, it it just stuck. And when I actually started creating content, I had like all these names in in mind, and then it was like. I don't want to do any of that. I just kept my regular gamer tag, and I didn't think much of it. But when I tell you, I when I first started streaming, people be like, "You're gonna get sued. You can't be a cup noodle." And I'm like, "Wait, but but I'm ah right. It's like ah noodle. That hits different.
0: It hits different. It hits different. It has has less sodium in it. You know, Uh, (laughs) I'm a little more healthy. A little more. A little more healthy. You know." So talk to us a little bit about your beginnings. I remember you talked about how you were one of the first, like, black, I is it black streamers or black women streamers? Which one is, because I remember you mentioned that, like you were one of the earliest on the platform.
1: Um, it's, When it comes to black women on Twitch, there was only a handful of us. Um, I want to I'm trying to remember who, Reema the Beast, Um, That's so Alley, Cat, Red Haven, myself. And I'm sure I'm missing people. So if I'm missing you, I'm sorry, but it was just a very different time. And there weren't a lot of people on Twitch in general, if I'm being honest, that was like at a time when 500 people in the room was like huge. Like if you could pull off two to 500, you're killing it. I was not, Um, (laughs) I was not, not even in the ballpark. I was very new and um, I kind of started there, and that was back in, like, 2016. Because I, I started in 2014, but it didn't work, so I started all over in 2016. So that's when, like, Cup became a thing. And come 2017, that's when I started hosting. So as far as hosting goes, I am the first black woman to host mm. for Twitch. So I got to do that. I hosted TwitchCon, and I've been hosting for Twitch since about 20s. 18 like and that's kind of just where i've been hosted the olympics with them for the 2020 olympics with nbc twitch has been putting up with me for years i appreciate them because i know i do questionable things so thank you you know
0: <laughs> <laughs> she walks that fine line I really do, you don't know. we all though i feel like we all do it i mean as a creator i feel like you have to walk that fine line you gotta sometimes test to watch that's where the fun it.
1: is but you just it have is. to know when to reel that back, back in right it's like wait reel it in okay we had fun bring it down
0: yeah i mean i think but part of reeling it back is also like understanding and realizing and identifying that like at a certain point this is a job and we talk about this all the time where it's like yeah you can have fun in games but it's still a job so <sighs> when did you consider it a job and, and what was that transitional point for you
1: if i'm being honest i think a small part of me kind of always wanted it to be because i was already at work right so i've been working since i was 15 and i've never not worked i didn't go to college so for me it was like i graduated continued working so when i first started streaming it was just like something fun to do because at the time there was no the only form of monetization because I didn't start on YouTube because I didn't know how to edit so I was like live streaming that's okay I can figure that out as I go I can MacGyver get a paperclip a rubber band let's get it going so I was like okay we'll try but at the time the only thing you could really look forward to was eventually maybe monetizing via subs and if you had a PayPal account then you could but it was like brand deals unheard of no one thought you know sponsorships things like sponsored streams those things didn't exist like at the time I don't even think we had like codes for anything it was just I think the big draw back then was if you got a game code for free like a free game it was like oh my god I've I have arrived right so at the time it was like no monetization issue or like things you could think of in the future you were just kind of happy to be there so you got a sub button so I think in doing that, and since I didn't do affiliate, because this was before affiliate, right? So, I don't know. Once I got to the point where I started monetizing, it's like I knew you had, I had to see it differently because I wasn't going to keep going to work and streaming. So, it's like I had to make a choice. And the day I quit my job, I wasn't even partnered. I wasn't making money. I just felt like I could. Yeah. <laughs> I, you, you know, that either sounds like the most narcissistic thing ever or the most delusional thing. I just remember I came home, and I was like, I think I can do this. And so my husband was like, well, then do it. And I was like, I wasn't expecting that response, right? I thought he was going to be like, well, think it through. It was like, now he kind of put the ball in my court. Like, well, then go do it.
0: I mean, you have to be a little crazy to have this kind of career. Because there's what? <laughs> stability. There's a lot of what
1: Levi- is that? <laughs> there's a lot of Levi- you don't love yourself. And, you know, and that's fair. Um, if I'm being honest doing this, I've never worked harder in my life. And, again, I've been working since I was 15 this is different because it's one thing you know I worked in an office I was a supply planner I started off as a receptionist and it's kind of I just went up and learned mm-hmm. the offices I went but I've learned that the average job is already mapped out for you there's already a blueprint so they just sit you down and they say pull the lever for you know when you're good yeah. but like with content creation if you don't accept it, it doesn't exist, right? If something is wrong, if someone never tells you, then you just never know. And people will tell you more things on the forward facing, you know, your quality is buns or you're peaking and things like that. But how do you know if your business is failing, if your business plans are failing short of come tax time, you struggling, right? Short <laughs> of that, like, how do you know? And, and I don't think we talk about that side of yeah. it enough,
0: right? no we don't we don't we and i mean that's part of the reason why i'm like i wanted to create something like real gems because i wanted to have these conversations about there's nuances and there's intricacies even not only for the business side but like relationship building and all these different things that really help with basically helps you with your success at a certain point and part of that is is you've got to find your lane and it's sometimes so hard to find your lane, especially when we're in a very, I wouldn't even say sat, oversaturated. I don't like to say oversaturated. I would just say a competitive yeah. industry. There's so many different options. You're competing for attention, not only with the like creators, but you're also competing with attention with the likes of Netflix and other platforms yeah. and things like that. And so for you, when you started to build, and there's you know, because I'm sure people saw a lot of the success that you and others were getting, more streamers came about how did you find your specific lane it was a lot of I don't want to say
1: trial and error it honestly in finding your lane you got to be honest with yourself and which is like oh easy right but not really because in your mind it's like there's nothing you can't do and that should be the attitude we have with everything but you have to know your limitations you have to know where you thrive and where you excel because I think especially with live streaming, it's a little more intricate than people think. I think on the surface, people look at it and they say, oh, well, you're just playing a game and you're just talking while you play the game. And I'm like, no, there's little nuanced things. Like you have some creators depending on, you have like your speed runners, right? So they may not be the most social with their chat, right? Because they're beating records, obviously. Only up is taking the girls by storm. But you, there's a level of you have to be good at this right you, you're speed running but then you have maybe your shooters and it's like well their aim is going to be better than most and you see like the it's Timmy's and in them and they're playing but it's a different level like it's not the same game for me I'm not a pro player I'm a hardcore casual you know I, I like these games I'm not bad at these games but I'm not a pro at these games and I know that about myself so for me I play more story based games and you know to, to show off I'll play on like the hardest difficulty, which is either gonna be the funnest time ever, or I'm gonna get stuck on something for way too long and I hate life and that's fair. But it's like, I know where I stand. So the games I choose, there's more reaction to them. There's more, you can get other people involved and you know, excitement. If, if, if it feels draggy, then I picked the wrong game, right? Cause I know what you're not coming to see me be great. I'm, I'm never gonna be that. But you're just coming to have fun and maybe laugh at my, my pain and that's fair. And I. I, I had to figure that out over the years.
0: Uh yeah. I I I, I can't stream. <laughs> I can't. Uh, I, but I actually, funny enough, I'm actually gonna get back into streaming. But it's only gonna be for an hour at a time. You know what it is? It's because when I'm talking nonstop at for hosting, I just I just want to chill. The- so if I do stream, I always tell people: if you're expecting amazing gameplay, if you're expecting me to be super talkative and crazy all the time, you came to the wrong you came to the wrong stream. This is a chill vibe stream. We're gonna, we're gonna have good conversations, but this is a chill vibe. I can't, I can't do it for more than an hour. Really? Well, okay, then I take that back. I can do, okay, on a good day, I could do mm, two, two and a half. On a good day.
1: <laughs> but you know, I respect that, you know, you're aware of that.
0: So yeah. you're not gonna
1: try to do five. Uh, see, for me, I'm kinda good. As long as I'm not hungry, Or, sometimes I just don't feel like being on camera if that makes sense because nine times out of ten even if I'm not streaming I'm sitting in that same spot playing something like chances are I'm right there yelling at my family from the side but I'm just there all day so it's like I can kick it all day but I start feeling like I'm holding people hostage come about like six seven hours and I'm like y'all have lives y'all have families I know some of y'all got homework let me go right I just I start feeling bad but it's like I can hang out because I'm not doing nothing anyways and I genuinely enjoy these games I'm so invested so you know but I at the same time again after like eight nine hours it's like let me let y'all go live y'all truth right (laughs) go live your truth I'm sorry
0: (laughs) see you're you're kind you're like let me not waste let me not waste your time and then me I'm just like I want to go sleep I want to go sleep and eat it's just not it's weird I could do 12 I could do a full 12 hour production day for hosting you tell me to do 12 hours of uh streaming Nope. Maybe because hosting
1: you're not home, right? So you mentally it hits different, but when you're streaming, especially if like you can see your 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 leisure yeah. right next like my bed is right there. That's true. I could really just get comfy and just sit right over you know yeah. it could be because of that.
0: Yeah. You know. All right, my next stream I'm gonna be streaming at Cups Place. Um so
1: <laughs> she's not gonna be streaming, she gonna be eating. I'm telling. Probably in the background,
0: right? So let's talk about the current state of the creator space, and more specifically, I would say even the streamer space, because it's in a very, very fascinating area right now. We've yeah. talked about this before. It is changing, it is evolving from seeing the platforms like Kick come up to seeing um you know what youtube is doing what twitch is doing what certain creators are doing um how brands perceive streamers and how brands are acting you know how they act in terms of wanting to engage and work with streamers it's all very very much changing so for those who are tuning in who may not understand like the streamer space from a streamer's perspective what do you feel like is currently going on right now
1: there's always something going on um. <laughs> that's very i mean yes but so it's like you put on your helmet right and you're like i'm gonna weather this storm and as soon as you come out you think you're good and you're like no now we have rumble right so every yeah. time you wake up there is something new going on i think the magnitude of it hits more for i want to say newer creators because there's more options than ever before like When I first started, I want to say you had like Hitbox or whatever and you had Twitch, but physically you could see the vast difference and I'm sure there were more. Those are the only ones I remember. I think it kind of goes back to what we've talked about before with like FOMO. So Mm. like understanding that and acknowledging that there's always going to be something new. Like there's always going to be a platform. There's always going to be somewhere else you can go, you know, but essentially where you you gotta just be honest and you gotta be like steadfast about where you plant your roots like no matter what platform you decide to stay on there's gonna be good sides and bad sides and most of those sides kind of have nothing to do with you and they don't really affect your business as much as you think they do Um, essentially for me I don't want to leave because I feel like you're just starting over right like every time you do this you're picking up and you're starting over. The way I visualize different platforms or multiple platforms, like, because I'm on YouTube and stuff as well, and I I put up content, but I don't expect people to go to my YouTube. My YouTube is my YouTube, right? And my Twitch is my Twitch. It's kind of like McDonald's won't put up a McDonald's in, I don't know, San Francisco, but then tell people from LA to go. It's like, no, there's a McDonald's here in San Francisco, and if you're here, come through. But this is just for people in L you know what I'm saying? So for YouTube, that's for people who, you know, they digest content on YouTube. And of course, you'll you'll have people come back and forth, but if you think you're gonna move people from one and just migrate everyone to the next, I don't see That's not really how that works. So it's just like, I'm here. Like, I'm on Twitch. If you're on Twitch, come through. And I'm on YouTube if you're there. But to try to pick up and move, right, and say, oh, I'm going from this platform. Now I'm going to kick. I'm going to take everything. It's like, it's one thing if you're just kind of multi-streaming, and that's fair. I know there's a lot of rules around that. I don't do it, so I'm not going to pretend. I don't know. (laughs) I don't do it. But, you know, it's just, if you're going into it honestly and you know what you're getting into, I think you'll the results i think yeah. you'll feel better about them as a whole
0: well that's definitely a big challenge that a lot of new streamers are facing and just the urge to want to switch because they see it working for someone else but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to work for you and that kind of goes back to what we discussed about how i don't think there's that many streamers who are creating a plan and then making decisions based off the plan versus making decisions off of who like what's the hottest thing or what's the yes. trending thing. And with that, sometimes the decisions in this space are driven by a more supportive environment and sometimes there's not. So, my question to you is and you know my personal feeling on this Is this space more supportive or competitive than when you entered into it?
1: You know, I'm going to say it's more competitive. Um, I think when you find support, it's real. And you kind of know because it's very tough to gauge. Because I think a lot of the times, I don't think people mean harm. Mm -hmm. So it takes a lot for me to get upset because – I don't know. I just, you just get used to like climates and ecosystems and things like that. But I think a lot of times you base things on where you feel like you're at personally. So it's going to be a little harder to like cheer on someone if you feel like, well, I'm not where I want to be. But I think for me, I always, I rationalize my life that way. I, I It's not saying that I'm never upset. I'm always mad about something, but I <laughs> rationalize my life. So it's like, it's, it's such a vast ecosystem but there's only so much that can go around so nine times out of ten you'll see people that do very similar things that you would do right And it's very easy to see yourself in some of these roles like why not me here it could have been me but my answer to that is why would it be right because like no one is special none of us are special no one's better than anyone else and my theory is even if it wasn't whoever it is still no guarantee it'll ever be you it just is you know you get what's for you and if it's not for you then it is not yours and you can't be upset uh,
0: but i also think part of it too and uh, i think part of it is that i don't think enough creators look at the mirror at themselves because sometimes it is uh, sometimes the reason why other creators get certain things is because they are a particular thing, or not thing, but a particular individual, with to maybe a particular community or a particular yeah. range of, uh, of skills and abilities that they need at that time. Doesn't mean that they won't need the other creators then yeah. later on, but it's just they need it at that time.
1: At that moment, it wasn't you.
0: Yes, also, sometimes it's as simple as professionalism. Sometimes it's as simple as you don't read your emails on time, sometimes it can be as simple as You know, they have a team that's more on point than your team. And sometimes it really just has nothing to do with you. Or it could just be, you know, to be very frank and honest, maybe they just like the creator. They think the other creator is nicer and easy to work with. Like, there's so many different variables that contribute to why people work with individuals. And and at the end of the day, like we say, it's business. You can't, you You can never take take it personally.
1: personally. You just, you can't. And... I know it's like oh you can't take it personal but it's like no you really can't and it it could be as simple as like you're right it could be a team or you never know what you're dealing with but i think what we forget as creators is we think we know because it's like i see you you know you're erin ashley simon and i see you and everything i see is forward-facing so when you start doing the criteria of well they do this but i do this it's like you really don't know what people do behind the scenes especially with content it's one of those things where and I had to learn this. If all I'm doing is just sitting in front of the computer, I stream and then I boot the stream down and then that's it. I'm not doing anything. And mm-hmm. for the longest time, I had no real plan, right? It was just streaming and that was that was it. My my gig is to stream. I don't think we think about the work that goes into offline. And it's more than just production and making sure your alerts and no, I mean like genuine, like a business plan. Like what is your brand? You see it all the time on twitter and we talk about brands but for reals what is it what is your business model you know what what is your goals Uh, these things matter and when you talk to different brands or sponsors and whoever you're working with things like this do come up and it could be has nothing to do with the work the ethic you could be a great person but maybe this brand just aligns a little more with another brand and that makes sense right
0: yeah also like even now sometimes we're starting to see a lot, a lot more brands either stand for something or not stand for something. And sometimes it's like, maybe this person's more vocal standing for this specific topic that the brand wants to align with. And then also it goes back to kind of what, I mean, this is a great segue because of what you said, sometimes it's just about maybe this creator has their business better on. On point than you do and it could
1: be and, as simple as it, this person answers their email a little quicker than you do ex- you, you know what I mean? like yeah, the, the customer exactly. service like that
0: matters and we talked about it many times before. you guys have no idea how often we talk about this like <laughs> all the time do you think that most creators handle their business the right way
1: remember me different and respectfully with love no but not most and i'm not saying no in a sense where i it's gonna be tough for me to answer that because i don't know right i don't know what your business model is i don't know what we do all i can do is based on what i see now i'm not saying it's not handled well because of something on the inside it's just from what i see from an outworldly appearance and unfortunately a lot of it is via social media i think in in most creators defenses especially if you're younger you've never really been in that position right so they're they're Content's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be like, oh, I love what I do. I love my job. And nobody really talks about the business side. And when you do, it's usually the same few conversations. You know, your brand and consistency and those things. But you really don't talk about like housekeeping and etiquette and what to do when things go south. I think when I say no, because I don't want, you know, remember me different respectfully with love. I don't mean it from a negative place. I just think everything is fine until things don't go your way and when if and when that occurs uh, there are responses to it that is kind of like that may not have been mm-hmm. the response and again if you don't know who to talk to about these things or you know for me i i, I worked for a very long time so when i'm disappointed in life it's a rem- for me I don't want to go back to work so i i'm used to being let down Mm -hmm. i'm used to you know being disappointed but not everything is going to go your way sometimes you take l's and it's not that you take them it's how you go about it there's always someone you can talk to there's always someone you can work something out with and i feel like sometimes proper channels are not utilized and we treat social media like we like it's like reporting to the principal or something right and it's like yeah. you can't like not everything needs to be on social media which for me is funny because i'm never on it right I, i'm not a social <laughs> What's me- me- a blue moon? yeah I, i'm very random i'm not a fan of social media I personally it's just kind of. It's like i can get the job done i do the job well but i don't i don't like sitting sitting in social media all day i'm good um i've learned about doom scroll and stuff i (laughs) it's not my gig but you know
0: you know actually i don't mind i don't mind disclosing this so i actually hired a social media agency yeah because i just i don't like social media (laughs) i i i don't like the energy well, it depends, cause I'm I've been I've been threading. Let me tell you, I'm a threader now.
1: Are you enjoying that? It's
0: actually, it's actually kind of fun. You know why it's fun? It's fun because there's no alg- algorithm, there's no expectations, so you literally can put whatever you want. Like there's no pressure in the sense of like oh I gotta put so specific- it feels like old
1: school yeah.
0: Twitter because I, I really it, it feels like old school Twitter. I really missed the days of like
1: flashback Friday or yeah, friend follow. Fala- what is it friend Friday? I liked that. I I know it sounds like asinine and childish, but there was once a simple time when it will just be like I got a strawberry milkshake and then milkshake. someone that you've never met says go milkshake and t- and that was a nice interaction and I appreciated it's those amazing. moments. It's right? amazing.
0: I, I I said on 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 threads I was like like, hey, controversial take. Pineapple on pizza's not as bad as people think. And it, and people were like, yes, no, yes. But it was like a fun conversation. It wasn't like drama. It wasn't like people getting, like, we are talking about food. Like, it, it's just, it, it's like the early days of Twitter, minus, like, the craziness that, like, Fabulous and Katie, like, put on there. The, the celebrities were unhinged back in, like, 2000, was it 2012, around there? <laughs> they were like unhinged <laughs> on Twitter. But it's been fun, but... I got a social media agency because I think for me going back to what you talked about where it's like knowing yourself knowing what you're good at and what you may not be good at and one of the things that I realized is I wasn't consistent and it's not because I'm not a consistent person it's hard to be consistent when you're I don't think people realize I don't just host I literally helped to run three companies like (laughs) and potentially adding another one like And consulting, like I have the biggest gaming companies consulting with me. Like I don't have time. Fair. And so I needed to have a team. And and granted, those are my words. Like what I'm putting out is me. It's my words. It's my content. I just got people who are helping me run it, and I needed it. And and it was. And but that's what's. That's what happens when I understand my business and my goals and my objectives and and what I need. I know what I want to be. I know what I want to do. I want to be in the lines of Ryan Seacrest, Oprah, how they are hosts, but they have multi-businesses. They utilize their business platforms to help others to create such a such an environment where it's something that changes yeah. culture. It changes the industry. That's what I want to do. You have a plan. I can't do that with my Twitter fingers, you know? Like, <laughs> So I got to get someone else who can help me with that. Um, but, you know, when it comes to, the, to business, like, what do you feel... This is so funny how Mike wrote it. (laughs) He's like, what makes you cringe? Um what do you feel like is in many of the creators' way when it comes to business? I know I have I feel like we've talked about this in some shape or form. Like what's in what's in their way? Like what's holding them back? I think I mean obviously let's like the, the 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 most general thing is access to knowledge right yeah. access to information but that's not I, I wouldn't really bestow that on the creators themselves because some of that information like you got to like get it from other people or it takes time it takes to get time certain
1: information and in, yeah i think you have to go into it knowing that you don't know everything and a lot of it is like fly on the wall-esque and you just happen to hear things and there's times it probably won't even apply to you at the time but then you'll be like you know i heard this somewhere else so Mm -hmm. a lot of the knowledge comes with doing it and putting yourself in different positions and different places working with different people and you learn things Mm -hmm. along the way um so knowledge no one expects anyone to have all the answers especially when you first start it's just a good time to just try and just do things. Um, the question is what, what do I think holds creators
0: back? Like what's, what's in their way? What's holding them back from like setting their business right? I, like for example, right? I think one of, the, one of the biggest things that holds creators back is they don't set the foundation of their business. They don't get lawyers or a lawyer they, or, or have someone that can recontracts. contracts. They don't get LLCs. Like these are the basics of your business that you need to set because that firm foundation is what sets the sets the standard for everything else.
1: Yeah. Um. Well, I think okay. So when you first start, because like for me personally, before I ever made a dollar, like as soon as I got partnered, I started my LLC. So husband and I, we got our we got an LLC. Again, had not making nothing. Right. So again, either the most narcissistic person or super delusional. But I knew that one, I didn't want it in my name, like my government name, you know, it's like just because life comes at you fast. So it's like, okay, the the, IRS. Yeah, you know, my goal (laughs) was to protect myself when I first started, because it was new, and I didn't know what I was doing. And I did want to set things up as a business, only because when them tax exempts help, um, doing things personally hits a lot different. And Two, I was kinda in it for the long haul. So because of that, it's like let's set these things up early, especially because I my I thought about it for an exit because it's new, right? I don't think we talk about this enough. Apologies, because I'm gonna segue. I think no, go ahead. content creation looks great from you know, an outside point, you know, looking in, it's dope. And it's like there's money to be made and you're happy to see those thriving and they have these moments, but I don't ever see like the conversation for those who retire. Like what's the exit strategy for a content creator, especially if you're not branching out, like if you're a Twitch streamer, that's a lot scarier to me than say YouTube, because at least YouTube, you're always on the platform, that's passive income. You throw up a video, it's still being monetized, you're good to go. With Twitch, you're only as good as when you hit start stream and then you hit end stream. No one's checking VODs, you don't make, you know, you're not monetized on VODs, so it's like, it's one of those things, if I truly on Twitch, am I gonna be like 70 saying, yo, be sure to use that prime, right? Like what is the exit strategy? Where are we putting our money and my fear with content creators? And again, it's not my place. I ain't nobody mama. so you know, I play the background. It's not my place, but it's like, what do you do with your money? Are you saving your money? It's more than just saving for taxes, right? It's like, what are you doing? Are you investing your money? Are you cutting you getting dividends out of this? Like what are you doing? Are you investing in other businesses? What is your, exit strategy because right now it's fun but we're gonna blink and it may not have anything to do with age I don't know a lot of us start so young you may just want to start a family right what happens if you want to take a break um, what happens God forbid you can't right I think streaming is more it t- it scares me a little more than YouTube because I just feel like you have to be present there's no getting around it in what happens if you're not
0: what would your advice be for saving money like Mine, um, this is something that my mom taught me. She said, you want to save, put about 80%, you know, it could be 70 to 80%, put that in savings, 20, 30%, that can be your spending money, but you have to allocate what that spending is. That spending can be on, partially on the business side. It can be a little bit on the personal because you have to always keep in mind that at a certain tax bracket, it could be what? You could be, you got to save at least like 20 to 30% of that savings for potentially for taxes if you owe. But then that goes with the strategy of like you gotta if you get with accountant, they're gonna tell you how much you need to spend so that yeah. you won't have to owe money back. Like there's so much, like it goes back to there's so much you have to you do, do and, and think and and just even for saving money. So like for you, what advice would you have for them when it comes to saving money?
1: Absolutely save. I say I put about thirty percent away for any for every time I get paid, but do not save, and this has nothing to do with content creation. This is something I learned as a street youth that was terrible with money. Everybody used to always yell at us, and they'd be like, save your money. And it's like, save your money. But it's like, there's no point in putting up a dollar if you're going to touch it the next day, right? So it's like, I put up 50 bucks, but I got to pay for something and I need 45 of that. So it's like, if you're going to put something away, even if it's only a dollar fifty, and I know you laugh like, girl, that ain't saving, but it's a start, right? And it's your start. And if that's all you can put away and know you're not going to touch it, well, then you got to start somewhere. I think the new census is it has to be, everything is on a grand scale. And if it's not, then there's no point in doing it. It's like, that's not, true no different than your journey you're just getting started you may not be able to jump out the gates and you know hire a lawyer or get a cpa which is fair when i first started it was just my husband and i and we were our own cpa which was either going to be real fun or we was going to be real confused getting in trouble running from uncle sam but when we first started one we wanted to know how to do it that way when we handed off the baton you couldn't play us right because if you don't know the scary thing about just hiring everyone is you don't know if the people you hire, like they're here for you, of course, but are they here for you? So I like yeah. to know, especially when, it, you know, don't be playing with my money. You know, <laughs> I have a CPA now, but once upon a time I didn't. But now yeah, when same. things come up, I can be like, wait, <laughs> bring that back. You know, and yeah. we can actually discuss it as opposed to, well, they said this, and they can get it wrong too, yeah. right? They are human.
0: Well, I mean, the CPA is interesting because, like, when when you first start off, you act you. To be honest, you don't need a CPA right right away. It's like only when you get a certain amount coming in, then you need a CPA, and then also like. You may switch from an LLC to an S-Corp, and then taxes get a little more difficult. Than, and then, uh, you know, it gets a little more difficult. And then another thing is, what a lot of people don't know is you can actually get lawyers at a, at a lower price. It's called a la carte. So you can actually get lawyers that will help with redlining at a very smaller amount than just having them on an hourly rate. So, like, my lawyer, I don't hire her on, like, a retainer. I hire her per project. So just to let everyone know, like, there are affordable ways to get lawyers. Yeah. And when I say affordable, I it's going to be about, like, at least a minimum of $200, $250. Not everyone has that, but I, I feel like if you're starting out, you, I don't think you really – you just got to – you don't need it. You Just get an LLC you don't, you don't, you don't need it right away. It's only when you start getting them long-term contracts and stuff like that.
1: For what it's worth, there are lawyers that are willing to at least take a look at it for you. And they usually won't charge you unless you want to like move in on something and they can, you know, and then that's when retainers come in and things of that nature. But a lot of lawyers will absolutely just take a look at it for Mm -hmm. you. When I first started and I didn't know how to read a contract, his name is um, your lawyer friend Noah, he is on Twitter, and I—he's at like every convention usually, and he's like the nicest guy ever. And he's always like, no, and he always tells creators like, if you ever have a question, hit me up. What Noah, knows? I'm you know so Noah, hit you're welcome. Up. Sorry in advance, but no, if ever you have a question, <laughs> and again, nice to have lawyers, but it is things that you should know on your own, right? That, the more you know on your own not saying you still don't have lawyers and stuff but at least you know i think yeah. the scariest feeling in anything is doing something and you kind of feel like you're out but it's your thing and it's like well i don't know what's going on other people yeah. are telling
0: me you know also google is your friend like if there's so the paragraphs are sections in a contract right those are called clauses you can actually look up, what is this? Like, what does this clause mean? Like, I used
1: to Google search. You can Google search. Like, what is I, I wouldn't know what's. What an NDA? <laughs> like,
0: you can look that stuff up, and it'll give you the, the basic information. Now, at once least. you start hitting
1: them Latin words in a contract, I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm. Google, and I'm like, okay, what is the day pass day? Like, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. And, you know, so when I first started, I'm Googling, talking out loud, making sure, sh- I can't spell it, but I kind of know what it is, you know. But it's good to know
0: because, like, for example, I feel like I'm at a point in my career it's funny my agent he's like oh yeah you can read your own contracts because he knows I under like I've I've done so much research and I've and I've asked questions to my lawyer and, and other people who've helped me that like I can read my own contracts for the most part. obviously I am not at a lawyer level but I can read it enough that if I see something funny I'll be like wait what is this like I'll be like wait a second they want me to get this like hold on skirt. And then I'll help my agent. I said, what is this? Or like, <laughs> my lawyer. like. Mm. But it, it goes back to, I guess, what we talked about before where it's like, you are a business. When you have that LLC, you are a business. You are the CEO of your business. You need to know everything about your business. You have to. If you want to be successful, you have to. That's why people like Mr. Beast or others, mm-hmm. they know enough that... If they don't know something, they know enough that they know who to
1: get to get it done. And sometimes that's what it is, right? It may be I don't know personally, but I can find the answer because mm-hmm again, no one knows everything and no one expects anyone to know everything. But I think a smart person knows when they've been vested or if it's above them and maybe you do need to reach out and maybe you should ask for help. The good news with things like contracts, especially for what it is like content creator and things like that, I feel like eventually you get used to seeing them, right? So there's, you'll know when something ain't right because they're usually pretty much the same and you know, and you can kind of like, I'm a red line that I don't that's different Mm -hmm. and you can always ask questions and I feel like the stigma is if you do reach out and you say something when someone gives you a contract they may say well then never mind and if they do because that's very unheard of I feel like you dodged a bullet so you know (laughs) that's a good thing nine (laughs) times out of ten they'll talk to you and that's fair right and it's like not feeling this is when negotiations happen this is my favorite part of you know being a content creator and I you you mentioned getting the LLC and everything it's like at that point you're an entity right so it's like what do you do I'm a content creator I'm a host that's fair but cup and noodle is essentially an entity right people get their DBAs like I can do business as cup and that's fair sometimes I want to be me it just depends on the you know sometimes I want to be Cason but once you get to that point it's like you're no longer thinking on lines of a personal standpoint. Yeah. Everything I do content wise is business. Mm-hmm. Like Cason could care less, right? <laughs> this <laughs> is a cup thing <laughs> at K- this point. Cason
0: don't care. Even for me, like I'm Aaron, like my LLC is my name. But whenever I'm I'm like you said when I'm working, yeah, it's my name. But I'm I'm working under a business. So like real gems, it's under my business. So I, I view it as every single thing I do, how does this contribute to the overall goal of what my business is? And sometimes it's doing things I don't wanna do in order to get to where I wanna go. And I think the, the one thing that I, I wish is that all the knowledge and information I had now, I wish my younger self knew. So I wanna go back, back to the future, you know? We're gonna go, we're gonna go in the past, it's 2017. I'm making it sound like it was so long ago. I mean, <laughs> it kind of feels—it kind of is a long time ago, like but it's, a, it's really a whole not. New
1: world, so much has happened. I mean, in but like t- six you
0: years. know why he doesn't feel that? That was, that was like my—that's like early mid twenties. I just not, feel like yeah, it was like mid twenty. Technology so
1: like, has advanced so far yeah. in the past like five six years.
0: But I mean, I feel like it's been every five six years because remember, like we, like we had like early facebook like not too long ago there's
1: like drastic differences between like i'm learning html in myspace versus what we do now it's like a short of flying cars it's wild we got androids talking to us i saw that apple presentation with the oculus that you just don't take off your face you just wear it 24 it's a you know why
0: wild, i don't know maybe for me it's not super shocking because like my parents have worked in tech tech finance for a very long time those things have been worked on well over 10 15 years ago so like i kind of already was getting insight to that stuff so i'm like oh there's already working well, they were, see, they were, but they were already implementing the things in the technology because that's how they learn enough information to build it properly your secret society, you knew. As someone
1: that's not secret, secret society, sci- I had no idea. My mind is still blown.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Some of the of the Simons, right? Um so if you could reach out to your younger self, what would you what advice would you share to your younger self? That's a um there's so much I would tell me. I was a
1: hooligan growing up. Um We're out here in these Compton streets. Uh, I was raging against the machine. You couldn't tell me nothing. I um <laughs> Honestly, there's so many things I would want to tell me. I think most of it would just be like one day you will be comfortable in your own skin. You know you hit them weird stages, them awkward stages, growing pains, and you don't know if you're crazy. You just know everything's yuck, (laughs) and that's very fair. But I think the harsh reality is even if I did, I do not think I would listen. And even if I did, I don't think I would have understood because I wasn't ready for that part of life yet, right? So it's like, I would love to go back and tell my, I'd probably just tell myself the winning lotto numbers and be done, um, <laughs> you know? Because younger me, I don't think would have listened because I'm a different person, different place, right? And as you get older, there's gonna be a t- times you look back on younger you and you say, yuck, like, I don't know, would you be friends with your younger self?
0: Do, do, I would. you would be good? My younger self wasn't as, like you said, comes on the skin as confident as i am now and also i just don't care as much as about what people think about me as i did back then also i probably tell my younger self listen i know that one ex-boyfriend or that few ex-boyfriends was not worth it you feel like it wasn't worth it but listen it was worth it that's actually a fun fact there's someone i used to date he actually held to me in my career shout out to him i'm not going to say your name But you know what you did. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Um. (laughs) (laughs) It was worth it.
1: (laughs) No, I do do feel like even the bad stuff that we're like yuck about, I think – I believe in character building right so it's like you're
0: You're your villain arc star yeah (laughs) i I feel like we
1: all have them and i think when we're younger we try to mask them right but i think the joys of getting older is honestly you just stop caring and i i really it it means a lot you you get older it's kind of like you're lucky enough you know you kind of you know who you are and now you're just Just growing and you're just kind of living your life, and because it takes a lifetime to like find yourself, right? But it's like you know who you are at at a certain point in life, you know, and you just kind of just I don't know. My I'm a very simple person, the older I get, the more simple I am, and I appreciate
0: that. (laughs) I appreciate it too. It's funny. I mean, because of this show, I've been meeting a lot of like really dope creators, so I'm sure now I have more people to connect with, more people to hang out with, but uh, to be an uh, in, in actuality, the only like, creators I really hang out with, like, what is Cup? Like, that's it. <laughs> like, I, ha- I mean, I obviously have a few creative friends, but like, the one I hang out with the most is probably Cup. <laughs> it was funny, because
1: we, we were really, we were hanging out, and I didn't think nothing of it, and then just it was very random. I was oh, like, yeah. you know, Aaron's like, my only friend out <laughs> here. <laughs> <laughs> I hang out with Aaron, like, every two, it was like, we never yeah. really talked about it. it. was never like, we're gonna hang out. It was just one of those Someone things. Someone
0: brought like- it up in a conversation. Oh, was it... Was this uh, a SMB? It was like some kind of conversation. You're like, yeah. I really would just be hanging out with Aaron. I Eric. think I was talking <laughs>
1: to SMB. Shout out to SMB. Yeah, we shout out to SMB. <laughs> um, and it was just kind of like, so how you like in LA? And it's like, it's pretty chill. It's like, you know, I'm always with Aaron. <laughs> Whenever something comes up, because nine times out of 10, we were either working and doing yeah. something together or we were crossing paths mm-hmm. anyway. So one day it was just like, do you want to go get food, and it was like okay. And then I don't know. We've just been hanging out ever since. And now, whenever something comes up, I don't know. You don't get a choice, and I don't get a choice. It's just like, what are you doing? Yeah. Okay, get dressed. We're <laughs> going here.
0: <laughs> I yeah. I, I invited myself to her place already today. Like she had no choice. I'm like, you're cooking. <laughs> the joys the, the of friendship. It's like okay. <laughs> All right, Cap. So we have one more question for you. I end every single episode with this. What is one advice that you want the viewers and listeners to walk away with if anything? It doesn't have to be an advice from today's episode, it could just be an advice in general. What is that real gem you want them to have?
1: Okay. Oh, this is a real question. Okay, um honestly, <laughs> it has nothing it's like aside from content creation, I think you can apply it to just day-to-day life and that is not everything is specifically for you right and that's fair and I think if you can find ways to make things work for you like it's either going to work for you or it's not and you don't owe anyone or anything whether it be a platform you know there's always going to be a new one there's always going to be someone there's always going to be something that doesn't mean that it has to be for you not everything is going to check off your box but you're not a bad person if it doesn't and I know it's hard at times because I know FOMO is real right I think if you can master the idea of There are going to be things that will have nothing to do with you and the whole world will probably be talking about it, right? But it has nothing to do with you. And that's fair. It doesn't make it bad. It's just not for you. I think if you can recognize that in the way you live or your business or the content you create, I feel like, one, you'll sleep easier because you won't have a plate full of things you don't really want, right? Nine times out of ten you're already busy and you're adding things because you think you have to. And it's like, but do you? Like, is it checking off boxes? Does it do anything for you? Or is it just what everyone's doing? Are they just here because they're here right now? Does it matter? And if it doesn't, having the resolve to say, well, even though everyone else is doing something, I'm gonna do this. That's a level of freedom I just, everyone deserves that level of freedom in life you know just that peace the tranquility of I make my decisions for me and not for what other people expect me to do which isn't easy but I promise and there'll be days where you'll backslide and you'll be like oh I'm failing right or I'm getting it wrong but you're not you're trusting yourself right you believe in yourself and you know what your plan is
0: you know who you are
1: I want that for everyone. Man, listen.
0: (laughs) Cup of noodles. Call it cup of gems. You'd be dropping them. Listen, I'm going to trademark that for you. But (laughs) thank you so much for joining today. I really appreciate it. It's so funny I'm saying bye to you, but I'm going to see you in a few hours anyway. (laughs) But I really appreciate it. <laughs> not playing. Y'all. She's coming I'm really house. not playing. At first it was a
1: joke, and I'm laughing, but I'm sitting here like, oh, she not playing.
0: Oh, no, I'm serious. <laughs> she oh, not, I'm that was I was here in a few hours.
1: so This is not a drill, y'all. This no. is real.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, c- bye for now. Thank you so much for coming Thank on to you my, for having my show. Me. I really appreciate it. Listen, I was excited for this because these are the kind of conversations we've been having off camera. so. We've been trying to have this conversation on camera, and I was like, you know what? Let me just let me just have Cup come. Let me let's, let's just drop it on here. So, thank you once thank again. You. Where can everyone follow you on social media?
1: Um, I'm Cup on everything. Cup a noodle, I a h noodle. Um, on all the plat well, not really all because there's so many, right? So you know all the base platforms. You know your your Twitch, your YouTube, your IG, Twitter. If you <laughs> if you want to, I'm it's pretty. <laughs> you ain't threading. nah it's memphis bleak for me i'm not really a social media person you
0: ain't threading. You're, you're in the thread streets
1: i don't naturally think to have anything to say i'm not okay before <laughs> why I. why are you saying a lot like, right now on this show I, because i don't think i'm word fun you know some people are good via text right like and you see people like on twitter and it's like dude you're so good at that like you're so witty and i get it i am awkward via text and I've accepted again you know you you know what you're good at you know you're and and you go sit down somewhere nobody wants to see me in word form it's why don't you fair. just
0: do talk to text
1: because I I feel like I, it would either come out very illiterate oh <laughs> like oh my god is she okay all the typos I don't say anything right so I have to be careful because it's just going to be
0: natural typos I just don't think I'm funny via text well, listen, I'm going to leave it for the viewers and I'm listeners. Tell, Let's see if she tweets tell us. Do you think she's funny or do you think she's not? No, just kidding. Let me know what gems you enjoyed from today's episode. Drop it in the comments section. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube and make sure you go and follow this on audio. We're on, pr- on pretty much everything the audio platform. Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, what you need. I got it. Make sure you go and hit that button, too, because the audio episodes drop first before the video this was a great episode it's always great to have friends but stay tuned for the next guest we have more amazing real gems coming to you soon enough until then my name is erin ashley simon and i gotta go because i gotta go eat food at her place so i'm gonna catch y'all later all right bye peace